0: Ah. Roll one I'm in my photo, real welcome back to the growth complex podcast everybody um sitting down with Alan Jaramillo uh, right now and he 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 deals with men and fat loss and he's big in, big into weightlifting and um, he's pretty jacked <laughs> What do you what do you what do you lift like three fifteen for bench press? You want a three fifteen grind?
1: Four twenty five is my max. God
0: damn, bro! <laughs> God damn, on bench? Yeah, I'm bench. Holy shit, dude! Um, pleasure having you, man. Uh, I actually saw you. I don't know if I told you this when I was direct messaging you. Um, I saw you like a year ago doing fitness stuff on like LinkedIn, bro. Oh uh,
1: yeah, well I used to post a lot on LinkedIn. But
0: I was like, I was like, yo, this, bro's, this dude's grinding, man. And no, not many people were not many people were posting like more social th- things back then. Yeah. Um, especially things that weren't like business, quote unquote. 100%. So like, I guess, I guess I'll have you, you you talk about your story, but I guess start there. Like w- what made you even have the thought impulse of doing that?
1: Like, so you're talking about starting, uh, posting fitness stuff, right?
0: Yeah, and and specifically on LinkedIn when you were doing that like because I was like you're the only person I saw doing that I think that's where I first um, I think that's where I first saw you posting anything
1: got it so yeah my main my main thing uh, about like posting and stuff and why I started doing it in the first place is really just to uh, solve problems so right you know obviously like entrepreneurship people try and make it like super complicated and all that stuff but really i just wanted to solve the problem of of people needs to be and that's pretty much like what i my main vision is my main motivator all that stuff like i'm trying to make it a lot simpler for people so i definitely saw that a lot of uh, corporate professionals were on linkedin It's definitely uh, more of, like, I would say the most formal type of platform out there. Um, And that could either make you like it or not like it. Right. And the reason I started posting on there was just to obviously get more people. Uh, But as time went on, I kind of felt like... I know that a lot of people like Gary Vee talk about being everywhere. I think being everywhere is great, but I also think that there is power in uh, focus. So like with, Oh yeah, like, I agree on one thing. Like I see a lot of people spread themselves thin through multiple platforms and ends up being a lot of mediocrity across five platforms instead of being like really, really, really good at one. So I think that it's better to just master one and then taper off, but that's just personally how I do it i yeah. never got any progress. i never made any uh, headway or anything like that. Like when I was posting on like three or four different platforms a day, only when got I was you. like keeping it strictly on Instagram. So
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I think that's definitely a good way to like, good way to approach that argument because I think that, you know, if, if you are going to focus on one thing, you have to actually like dive into it. Right. Like, and especially on a platform like Instagram, which I'm assuming is like your biggest, your biggest platform like you said, like that is, I mean, it's still somewhere you can build a big community. Cause I don't, I, I mean, I personally don't think Instagram's going away anytime soon. I mean, I know there's people that do think that, but I think yeah. it just has such a great, it's just a great platform and it's so easy to use. And it's just like, I mean, I have a huge bias towards Instagram. That's my favorite platform. Yeah. Um, but dude, like what, like what got you into lifting weights in the, in the first place? Like I, when I, when I started lifting weights, um i mean i'm not i'm not as into i'm I'm not like as into it as i used to be i still work out like four or five times a week lift weights and stuff which is cool um but i remember like the the rush i used to get when i was going to the gym back in like when i was a sophomore in college i still get that but um like what what got you into that whole lifestyle
1: so basically it started out Uh, With me just being like super uncomfortable with how I look, I think that goes for pretty much just anyone who wants to change their body. Usually there's some type of catalyst that starts it. For me, it was just, uh, I was always the heavier kid growing up. I was never the kid who naturally had abs. I was never the kid who had a fast metabolism. I was never the kid who got to wear whatever he wanted because uh, his body was just like magically the way that it was supposed to be, whatever. I always struggled with weight, so that was my biggest thing. I never came from a background of like, I was the skinny dude. Um, I was more so the chubby kid. And I wasn't even, I wouldn't say that I was fat whatsoever. I wouldn't say that I was like super, super overweight or anything like that. Um, but I still got to me, like friends would still point it out. Um, you know, like I would wear big sweatshirts to try and mask it, all that kinds of stuff. I had a shit ton of strategies that I would use to try and, like, max okay. all that stuff. And that was pretty much the main driver with me wanting to do it. As soon as I figured out that, like, you could get rid of fat by building muscle, it became very simple and very easy to know what I needed to do next because I came from a, a background of doing way too much cardio, starving myself, running at, like, 10 o'clock at night, taking really drastic approaches. And right. that's, that's still the main motivator today behind me talking to people. I get plenty of people who come to me and they're doing the exact same things that I did uh, back in the day.
0: So I guess one of the things that you focus on with your, with your business is like talking to these people and coaching them through the fact that, you know, like I'm I'm assuming that you, you focus on like compound lifts and stuff like that and, and kind of building metabolism and stuff like that through those, that strength building and stuff like
1: that. So basically my method, I call it the shortcut to shreds program. So it's pretty much uh, what I always tell people is that you can either take the long way in fitness, which is kind of how I started until I got my first coach. That's why I am a coach. That's why I believe in coaching. It makes it a lot faster, right? Right. And basically like what I did is for four years, I tried all different types of training. I didn't know what I was doing. It was a bunch of different strategies mixed together and I got nowhere. Okay, so that's one way you can do it. Or you could take a shortcut and have a mentor, a coach, whatever, kind of shrink the gap that it takes to learn what you need to know and just implement on that. So basically, what when I created the Shortcuts to Shred program, basically the whole idea of it is that we want to make sure that we're hitting the three mechanisms of muscle growth, which pretty much just is a fancy way of just saying that there's really three different rep ranges that most people focus on when it comes to getting in shape. Uh, in the gym and all that stuff, and when they're lifting. And basically, what I do is I focus all my clients to, around that structure. It's all backed by science, and then I also have them do higher frequency training. So, compound lifts, yes, it's a part of it. Uh, accessory movements, yes, it's a part of it. But more importantly, I definitely, in my secret sauce, I would say, is higher frequency training and just making sure that everything's backed by science and up to date on the latest stuff coming out with research.
0: When you when you say higher frequency training, are you referring to more days per week or or much higher volume in general?
1: So um, it's a little bit of both. So basically what I mean by frequency is how often you're hitting a muscle group. So Got um, you. it became very popular back in like early 2000s and even a little bit before that. You've probably heard of it called a bro split where basically you put chest on Monday, back on Tuesday, all that stuff. And, and then – um, a lot of people come to me and they, they're they in plateaus. They struggle to either build muscle or lose fat following something like that. The reason for that is is basically it takes a certain amount of time for your muscle to recover, okay? In order to uh, build muscle, we obviously need to like make things more challenging as time goes on, okay? Yeah. And
0: Progressive overload.
1: Exactly. So it, it's very hard to progressively overload if you're only hitting the muscle one time a week, right? So just adding another day, and adding a couple more sets to your weekly total volume will make a huge difference and help you break through the plateau. That's essentially what I mean by higher frequency training.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Do, do you have a, I guess, cause I saw on your page, like you, you focus on with men, you focus on uh, men clients or male clients, excuse me. Um, is it just because it's from experience like you just you think you can vibe with them better? Is that, is that like the main reason you or is it just because you need to niche down basically and you want to?
1: Oh I think it's for both reasons. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously if you try and chase two rabbits, you catch none. That's pretty much the idea with me choosing mom, men for a demographic. but I also relate to a lot of guys. I get a lot, a lot of guys to come to me who have been the heavier kid growing up. Sure. So I'm working with people with a similar story because I can totally relate. And it's just like, I, I like vibing with my clients. Like, I don't like getting someone who I don't relate right. to. I don't like working with someone like it's a service-based business. Facts. So Facts. Like a lot. And it makes like a, it makes a huge difference in like how happy I am and how happy they are too. Because I have a lot of clients who look at me like I'm like their friend. And, you know, we practically are friends. Yes, there's a an exchange of service and – and uh, currency and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, we're, we're all getting along and it's a happy situation. Right? Yeah, so That's pretty much the reason why I'm men, but I do have like 30% of women in uh, my roster of clients. So okay, uh, women gotcha. definitely still reach out. Uh, but, you know, I base most of my, I guess, marketing and all that kinds of stuff based towards men. Primarily. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Got you. Yeah. And for, and for those listening, like what do you, when he talked about, when Alan talked about the relationship with the client, like that's huge because if you aren't enjoying it, like it's just like a dead end and you just get drained and it's like, and especially you you touched on quickly, you touched on um, how even though there's a, there's a currency exchange, there's still a monetary exchange. It's still a positive experience because they want to invest that money because having that friendly um, relationship makes them realize that they, That investing that money is a big reason that they're gonna invest in the program anyway, because they're it's because of that value exchange, right? Um have you have you ever heard of do you know who Charlie Rocket is? Uh
1: no, I do not. I'm familiar though.
0: Yeah, he's a big guy on Instagram. He did like some consulting from Nike or whatever, um, for for a marketing campaign or or two. And he basically talks about this thing. he talks about value exchange. Right and how value exchange will get people to invest in you a lot more and like he basically calls them his moms, <laughs> like he says how he says how he'll post something and and he'll say how his mom will comment on his like posts and be like ah da 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 because she's his mom and she birthed him and she went through all that pain all that value all that um energy exchange and so basically the the concept is that he he talks about how if you can get just a small percentage of your audience to be your mom's, if you can get a small percentage of your audience to be your mom's, then you're set. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just love that idea. And, and I think that if you can really be friends with your clients and the people that you're working with, like it's just like so much easier, so much more fun and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. dude, like what, what did you, cause a lot of, I know a lot of people, i just I just graduated from college like three months ago. Yeah. I know a lot of people who are into fitness they love fitness they they know a lot about it, and very very small percentage of them do what you do. yeah, why do you think that is
1: um well, I think it's like it's a loaded question, but like I definitely understand what you're saying like mm-hmm. my view of it is that um, <clears throat> it's hard it's hard to answer but like I
0: mean it's a good question
1: well a, a lot of people like like fitness a lot of people do it and there's even you can go to school to be a personal trainer and stuff like that I would say that owning your own business and being a personal trainer are two different things um, when you in your own business you have to be a businessman first and you have to be a personal trainer second or else right. just, you don't really get to be a trainer right um, there's so many famous trainers like uh, the guy who invented Tim Horton I uh, think and p90x a bunch of famous dudes and stuff like that and all those guys are super business savvy and whatnot so to go back to it it's like you can go a bunch of different ways okay you can you can totally go the corporate gym route and become a trainer and i know so many successful trainers like that um right. i see people here where i live in houston they do that <clears throat> a preferred way to do things and then even back at home, I'm originally from Westchester. So uh, even back at home, I see a lot of personal trainers killing it too. Like there's so many different ways to do it. But I think what you're referring to is more like the online stuff, right?
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. So
1: with, with online, I think it's a totally different ballpark because you have to totally take yourself out of like what you're normally used to. And um, what I mean by that is that like, I know a lot of like people who like they go to college and do the, the normal thing and then they get their degree and then they expect like something magical to happen where like right. they expect like either business to come towards them or they just expect clients to gravitate towards them for some reason and you know they don't even try to go put themselves out there or whatever. So I think that it takes like a, a certain person to be able to just be like, okay. Uh, I'm not really shit right now, and right. I just eat shit for this next year until I get some traction. And that's where I think the the divide is. Like I think that that's why some people do online, and I think that that's why some people do the traditional route. They're both, I would say they're they're both same level of difficulty, but since the online stuff is newer, some people don't really have the patience or expectations to know what to expect. Right. So like if you're an in-person trainer and you, and you're always expected to just eat shit at the bottom of the the corporate chain or whatever, and you're expected to just walk the floor, talk to people, all that stuff. You're not really going to complain about it because you already expect it. But when you start posting stuff online and you're not getting people reaching out to you for over two years, you're going to like, you're freaking out. Right. Yeah, so I think that it just it takes a bit bit of like understanding what it is that you want and acknowledging that like uh, the first part of it's going to suck no matter what you do. You just have to kind of set your expectations high. I know that was like a loaded way to answer that, but I hope that that's a great
0: yeah. answer because, like, dude, like, w- like, what, what, what made you capable of doing stuff for so long without getting clients? Like, isn't that isn't doesn't um, that doesn't that drain you?
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, I mean, it's it, at the time it was like really bad because like, I really wanted to do this. Um, and I went about it the way that I, I actually, I, I think about things in two ways. I know that some people like to start a business and have their current job and do it that way. Totally works. All right. But I also think that it takes a certain individual to have money coming in from another place and be still hungry enough to go somewhere. Yeah.
0: That's a great point.
1: So I was not that person. 100% that was not me. Me So when I was in school, I started and I was barely getting any clients, but every client that I had, I knew I had to over deliver on and make sure that like I taught them everything that I know. I, I wanted to make sure like I still remember my first like three clients and I, they still will reach out to me a couple years later and say, like, you know, like it's crazy, like the progress that you made and all that stuff. And the only reason why they would reach out to me in the first place is because, like, I made sure to over deliver for them. I made yeah. sure to teach them everything that I know, and I, and that was that's how I still look at every client now. Um, and uh, I like I think that it's really important to just fall in love with like why you're doing it in the first place. And for me specifically, yeah. it's helping someone that, that that that's in the position that I was in when I first started. So it's very easy for me to get passionate and push that message on them very passionately in a fun, entertaining way when yeah. I have their attention, right? So I think that's what really got me through it. And I think that like, I, I tried a bunch of different like quick scheme things like, I try, I knew that I wanted to like start my own business. I didn't really know that it was going to be fitness. I wanted to do real estate, Shopify, Amazon, mm. everything that you see out there. Online. So you had
0: that. So you had that already, kind of. Like,
1: that kind of that kind of mindset. I tried a bunch of different things. Like, I, I, you know, I started, like, LLCs that I didn't even, like, go ahead and pursue, like, I started a bunch of that stuff and none of it clicked for me because I wasn't drawn to it. So the only thing that I always went back to was fitness. I was like, okay, well, let's just try the fitness thing and see like, how far I can take it because I really want to help people that are in the same position that I was in when I first started, where I was doing way too drastic things. I was overcomplicating it and I just wanted to make it simple for people. So -hmm. as soon as I fell in love with the the process and I acknowledged, I like, I think to answer your question in one, one phrase, I'd say that if you can confidently ask yourself, um, can I do this for the next five years? And even if I eat shit, like, am I, am I okay with getting nothing? Even if I do this for the next three to five years. And for me, it was like, it was like, okay if I do this really hardcore for the next three to five years and I make a little bit of traction or I make like a pretty good impact and at that three to five year mark, like I get to where I want to be, I'm totally fine with waiting that long to get to that point. Yeah. And yeah. if you can confidently answer that and say that that's how you want to approach it, like then I think that you're a lot better off. But if you can't confidently say that like you're willing to like, barely get any results because you're going to have to figure a bunch of things out and spend a lot of money for at least two to three years. I think that it's maybe a a good, a good uh, reason to step away and do something else.
0: Dude, that was, that was a great piece of advice because I've started several businesses and I've failed several businesses. By the way, I, I started a fitness business back when I was a, freshman, sophomore in college and I failed. I, I, I did exactly what you did. I started an LLC and I didn't fucking like what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, I love fitness, but like, you have to like fitness and you like to be, you like to also, you have to also enjoy coaching fitness if you want to do that, you yeah, know? I and I just, and I just didn't like that shit. Um, and I've, I've done several other things and failed at several things and that's just the game, bro. Like that's just, that's the game. If you want to, if you want to win, you gotta, you gotta be willing to, lose and then and then you know keep trying to win i like i um like what you said about being being aware that it might take three to five years of like not getting much that is so important because every single venture that i've jumped into or everything i've tried in business it's always 10 times harder than you think it's going to be
1: oh yeah because
0: shit happens bro you know would you agree with that yeah
1: yeah, I, I would say that, like, if you, like, I think that you it's, like, a superpower if you already expect it to be hard. Right. And, like, don't think it's, like, if I were to ever start anything, like, I'm, like, I don't even have a, an expectation anymore because it's, like, okay, what's the first thing that's going to go wrong and what do we need to do to get past that? Okay. Like, you know, there were so many different hurdles, like, that I, ha- that I wanted, or milestones, I should say. And it was like, you can go as fast as you want. Like I've seen people like take it from zero to like super sky high their first year with online fitness coaching and just doing it, doing, uh, and even just starting other things too. Um, but I think that like, if you look at, if you, if you change your thinking from one year thinking to like, okay, how do we just keep on getting past obstacles you're the way that you think just starts to change because now you're just an everyday problem solver. And that's pretty much what it's like to own your own thing. Even if you're like a coach or anything like that, you're always going to be encountering problems with clients uh, in terms of like what problems they're facing. And then you have to become a problem solver. So if you change your mind and thinking like that, I feel like it just makes things a lot, uh, not easier, but like your expectations are a little bit more realistic and it's just a little bit more enjoyable you know
0: what I mean yeah and it kill it kills the the false expectations that a lot of people that try to go into business have and yeah. you know a lot of people a lot of people that i know that that want to be in business and or that want to be entrepreneurs and or, or a lot of people in general that want to be entrepreneurs probably shouldn't be because they don't want to be solve, problem solvers you know yeah. they just yeah. don't want to be problem solvers so
1: like I, when i first started i had a huge problem with like not making any money And, like, because I was embarrassed, right? So uh, once I got past that hurdle, it was pretty much, like, it was, like, the best thing ever. Because I realized, obviously, like, when you get older, like, you start to kind of get out of, like, the high school way of thinking where it's, like, okay, he's doing this, he's doing that. Right. You're comparing
0: yourself to others.
1: Exactly. So once you get past that, and, like, once I did get past that where I was, like, what does it really matter, like, you know, what I make or whatever, like how many clients I have or whatever, then I I got to the important stuff, which is like actually making progress. So um, I think that once you, the faster you get out of that, it's a lot easier.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that a big, like a big problem that I've dealt with and a lot of people who um, maybe not want to be entrepreneurs, but want to be high achievers in general, they have a big problem with um, comparing themselves to other people. Yeah, yeah um especially on social media and stuff not that social media is the problem but um i think that when you when you look at someone else who has accomplished something and you reflect and you, and you look back at yourself and you, and you put yourself down because of that it doesn't serve us in it doesn't serve us in any way shape or yeah. form like it's just there's just n- like nothing that comes from it
1: yeah like i like I always, uh, I always find that like the most attractive people on social media are like the worst with this because they're using looks as a metric instead of thinking logically through things. And there's always a better looking person. 100%. Like, I wouldn't say that like, I I'm like the most jacked dude. Like I, I think I'm pretty strong, um, yeah. I, but it took me eight years to, to do that consistently. like, not skipping the gym for more than like three three days max right so right with that being said it's just kind of like like I don't really use my looks as like something that like I can gauge or like make progress on or anything like that I feel like where people get stuck in this like mindset is like they're comparing either looks or like progress and like Um, I heard, I I don't know who who said this quote, but like comparing your chapter one to someone else's chapter 12. Like if someone starts way before you, you can't be at their level as quickly as as you want. Like you have to pay your dues, so to speak, and you have to go through all that stuff.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. I think that understanding, I think this all comes back to like, and I know this is a big Gary Vee thing, but this is like the truth. Like being self-aware To the point where you can just be like, and just understanding where you're at, um, and and being logical about what you need to do based on your current situation and your current situation alone. Because, you know, like I said before, even even thinking about what someone else has accomplished is it can be constructive if done with self awareness. But if it's not done with self awareness, it's only it's only destructive, Um, and it can make you depressed and it can make you. uh, um you know ultimately give up if you really want to do something. Um is that is that something that you've ever caught yourself doing? Like I know you talked about um you know struggling with like not making money, quote unquote. Is that something that like is that the reason that happened do you think?
1: Um I mean I, I like I used to compare myself to like and I'll even still do it now like but it's not nearly sure. as bad. You know like there's always like Uh, You always get to a certain point, maybe you have a shit day or something like that, and then you just, like, compare yourself, and, but, like, I have a pretty good support system around me, so I'm very grateful for that. Like, I said goodbye to, like, a lot of my old friends, and it's not that, like, I had any problems with my old friends and stuff like that, but it was more like, uh, like, you know, we all just got bored of each other, Uh, like, I feel like, just because everyone's going their own separate ways, everyone's, like, either focusing on school, focusing on their first job, focusing on whatever. And, um, the support system that I have now are all like kind of in the same industry and all that stuff. And it really does. Oh, make cool, man. Personally. So like, I got my girlfriend, super, like super supportive, my, my roommate, my friends, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, if I'm ever encountering a problem where like, I feel like I'm in my bag or whatever, like they quick, they're quick to remind me that like, yeah, term, right. Like, it's important. Like, Cause that's this what do you need?
0: You said that you, you kind of separated yourself from your friends from, from high school or, or from back in the day. Is it, you said you sep- – or you guys, like, yeah, separated kind of? I
1: would say that it just happened, like, a little bit more naturally. Like, I definitely went through a rah-rah phase where, like, I, like, maybe went about it the wrong way. But, like, I don't think that, like I, – I don't think that, like, anyone is, like, uh, better or worse or whatever. Right. I just like, everyone has their own, like, interests. Like, everyone's just right. trying to do their own thing. Like, everyone kind of seems like they have their shit together, but no one really does. And um, I think that, like, sometimes it's better to just step away from certain groups and stuff, not because they're, like, either a bad influence or whatever. It's just because, like, everyone has different interests. Like, at the end of the day, everyone 20 to 30 years from now wants to be in a different spot. It's not really going to look the same for everyone. And sometimes it's better to just, like, kind of, like, bite the bullet and be like, okay, like, you know, this was all fun and all, but like, you know, maybe it's just best for us to like go two different ways and like to each their own. And it's just better for everyone. Right. So I wouldn't say that like um, I left or whatever, I would just say that like it kind of just happened naturally over time based off of different interests for different things. Mm,
0: Yeah. I think that's a super like healthy way to look at that, at at that because um, I think a lot of people, including myself at times, just like judge of the people based on our own, um, our own realities, I guess you would say yeah. um, or what, whatever we want out of life and stuff. And I, you said, yeah, that rah stage, like, dude, I, I had the same rah stage. It's funny. You said that. Like I, I was like, I had this, this of time when I was like, you know, I should probably like separate myself from this group of people.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: uh, which is okay. Sorry. But like, it was the intent. The intention wasn't really as good as it could have been, and I was like, you know, these people aren't having good effect on me, and they they aren't they aren't the right people for me. But in reality, like you said, like you're what's good for you is just not what someone else considers good, and what what's good yeah. to them is just not good to you. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like, it's um, it's best to just understand that like everyone has their own vision of what they want for themselves and like it's just you you can't even like understand you can't even begin to understand what that reality looks like for them I think so
1: yeah and it's also like I think that it's important to note that like like when I when I went to that stage like I went from having like 30 friends around there to having like one friend and that was like my girlfriend so yeah like it was a huge change and uh it definitely was the way that I went about doing things like I said that's like one of the things that I don't really it's not that I wish I could take it back it's just like that I since I've matured I know I could have done it a totally different way and it would have been a lot right. more mature um but that's just how shit goes I mean you just yeah learn from what you what you've done but like in order for, to attract like really awesome people in my life. Like I feel like it's super crucial to like make room for them. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I I was pretty much down. It was just me and my girlfriend super, she was like the only one supporting me and all that stuff. And you know, I I really took note of that. And uh, from there, I was just like, okay, well, this is like kind of ground zero. So it's like the only way it's up. And hopefully, you know, being myself being who like I want to be I can like have some more people come into like my circle and stuff like that. I'll just help each other together. And fortunately that's been like a really awesome thing about just like being your authentic self, because sometimes when you're in different friend groups and stuff, it's just human nature for you to act differently. If you feel uncomfortable, like if you feel uncomfortable being yourself around friends who you think aren't going to really like accept like who you want to be, then you're obviously right. just be a little bit fake, like it's unless, they, or, or they'll just hate yeah, you. That's just how <laughs> you hate right. Them. And or they'll just be annoyed at you, bored to you, whatever the case is. But yeah, you know, my personal like opinion of it is just, like sometimes it's just better to just kind of like separate and then start. We'll just overall get better. I feel like.
0: Yeah, I I think that um. One thing that I've kind of changed my perspective on is I do, I do believe that the, like, you know, you're the product of the closest five friends you have, the closest five peers, or whatever you want to call that whole thing. But I think that there's also something to be said about having people that are different than you in your circle or that interact with you because it kind of balances you out. So like if you're someone who's super strict and wants to work on your business and work on your business and work on your business, right? It, it could be really benefit you to have someone who is more laid back who is like, yo bro, like, like, um, you know, I fuck with what you're doing. Um, you know, there's a couple of things that maybe we can do and have fun to like really level you out. So you can go in next week, like not necessarily that that person's a bad influence, but that person may have traits or views or, or some kind of, um, aspect to them that levels you out much like you could say in like a, in a relationship maybe where, you know the other person having um abilities that you don't have can can be um a positive or even in a business relationship you know what i'm saying
1: 100 percent. yeah
0: yeah so well like what in 2020 like what are your what are your goals like what what is uh, up with alan moving forward like like what do you plan on doing what do you see for yourself and your business moving uh, forward
1: so, yeah, 2020, I think, is going to be the biggest year yet uh, by far. And uh, already okay, in the first three months, uh, things have been going super awesome. Uh, thank God. And, um, you know, it's it, it's just been good. But uh, future stuff, I definitely uh, – so I'm doing um, a physique competition in July. Uh, it's going to be my first one ever. I'm not really into the competing thing too much. I'm not really into yeah. that. Seen, uh, it's more sort of just showcase uh, the process of uh, going through it. So okay, that's what I want to do, um, but cool. pretty much what I want to do the most this year is just build out a team. Um, I definitely, like, I have a VA that I work with um, really? on a couple things, and then um, I will be having uh, someone film with me uh, in the summertime, pretty much full time for I believe two months. So uh, that's going to be an experience in and of itself. Um, definitely a lot of financial commitments and stuff like that, but it's honestly just, you know, like it's part of the growing process. It's part of just trying to make things better. Really like everything that I do in terms of like just trying to grow everything is just to uh, better help my clients. And it's just to create more time for me to devote to them and also just make more entertaining stuff for people to enjoy. And that's really Mm -hmm. like, what I think 2020 is going to be, I don't think it's going to be the be- the biggest year ever, but I think sure. that helps set up 2021. Cause like I said before, like, like once you start thinking like longer term, like it's very, e- it's very easy to see like how you can break things up. So like the first right. year, barely had any clients, second year, half of the year sucked. The other half of the year was great. Uh, or I shouldn't say great, but it was okay. And then, um, you know, third year, so far, we're going well, and um, you know, hopefully, things set up really good for the fourth year, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. Hell yeah, man! Yeah. Hell
0: yeah. Do you? Um, where can people find you at on uh, social? Do you have you know, what's your handle on on Instagram? Since it's your best place,
1: my handle <clears throat> is Alan A L A N underscore Jaramillo, J A R A. M I L L O I know it's Yeah. Matt, but, uh, if you type that Alan underscore it should pop up.
0: Cool man, cool man. Do you have a do you have a, like a Facebook group or anything?
1: So, I don't I do have a small Facebook group, but I think that where the more more of the value is is on my Instagram and then I am starting a series up on YouTube and we should have a video going up Sunday uh, for the second episode. So that that whole entire um, playlist and YouTube uh, is going to be I'm structured around my whole entire prep process, uh, answering uh, questions about how prep works, all that kind of stuff. So it's mostly about losing cool. weight, yeah, 100%. Okay,
0: okay, cool, man, cool, man. Um, we'll do it out. I appreciate you coming on, we, we appreciate the value you brought here, um, especially from a perspective of a young person who kind of stepped into entrepreneurship at a young age and kind of yeah. you know. Got through those hurdles, dude. Like you, you said you were from Westchester. Yeah. Westchester, New York or PA? PA. Yeah. Dude, see, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. I went to school there, and so I don't live. There. I'm in Doylestown right now, but yeah. that's crazy. I had no clue about that. That's that's funny, yeah. dude. Yeah, um,
1: i from there, born and raised.
0: That's sick, man. Are you still? There? Are you still? Where Where are you now?
1: I'm in Houston right
0: now. Oh, you said that. Okay, cool, cool. Where in Houston? Yeah. Are you like? Are you outside of Houston in the city or? I
1: Outside of Houston in a place called, uh, Sugar, I mean, uh, Sugarland. Yeah. Oh, not in Sugarland? Sugarland and Stafford, Texas, pretty much the same thing, but they're right next to each okay. other. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool, man. Hey man, we appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, man.